We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Happy Saturday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. Yes, it is, Tom. Presented by Circa Resort and Casino. I'm Anthony Totri. He's Shane Diefenbach. Yeah, the yeah. man behind the Mac is Sean DePaz. No, I'm not. No, he's not. Help. Shane, it's Saturday. There we go. It's our last one in Las Vegas. Yeah. How you feeling, man? Not great. Not great, no? No. I am um, violently hungover. Ooh. Um, my legs hurt. Um, and yeah, my feet hurt too. I, yeah. <laughs> You're going through it, I'm man. going through it a little bit. Um, the panda was really nice to me last night. If you know, you know. Mm. Um, but everything else wasn't. But you know what is nice? This freaking place for it. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at, look at this set. It at is Victory beautiful. Burger at Circa Resorts and Casino. Guys, Circa is the best place to stay if you're in Las Vegas. Plus, Fremont Street's so slept on. Like it is, it really is. Las Vegas is so slept on. It's so cheap here, like in terms of tables and minimums and whatnot. It's just, it's wonderful. So, guys, if you're in the area, uh, come hang out at Circa. Plus, Sean, what do we always say about kids? Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck, Fuck them, them, kids. kids. <laughs> Circa Resorts and Casino. No kids allowed. Adults only casino resort, and they got a this massive sports book. Three-story, yeah. stadium style, and stadium swim right upstairs. Guys, check out Circa Resort Casino if you haven't yet. Um, and the beds are just so comfy. Even though I've only slept like three hours each night, I've slept really it's well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, the sports book is is just wildly Yeah, we got insane. UFC fights on. I didn't even know yeah. that. There were some great fights going on. I literally just remembered that it's Saturday. Yes. I was like, why are they doing this on Sunday? I was so damn Today confused. is Saturday. Guys, if you are planning on heading over here in Las Vegas at Circa and you're packing your bag, make sure you pack your pins and aces, golf apparel, whether you're going golfing or not. It's the comfiest golf apparel out there. And pins and aces is the official golf apparel partner of PHNX and all city. Guys, check out pinsandaces.com. 
and use that code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. Again, that's pinsandaces.com. They've got some amazing polos, hats, golf bags, beer sleeves. They really do have it all. I'll say it one more time for everybody at home. Check out pinsandaces.com and use that code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Thief, we heard from everybody that is relevant in the Pac-12 yesterday. You suck. <laughs> you really suck. We heard from some the, the, the premier players and coaches. How about that? Everybody but probably the most relevant coach in the Pac-12. Ah, stop it. You stop that right now. We heard from outside of Prime, everybody that is, I guess, a premier player and coach in the Conference of Champions. Um, so I do want to recap just some of the highlights of yesterday's media day, some things that stood out because, I mean, we, the entirety of yesterday's show, Jalen... Jordan, Bo, Kenny, like it was just, we didn't really get a chance to breathe yeah, and talk you, about it. If you haven't watched the show yesterday, pause and go watch it. Um, okay, now they're back. They watched the show. They're back. Uh, yeah, it was so, so, so much fun. Um, and yeah, we did, we have, hadn't really got a chance to talk about it. it. There were some really good things that came out of it. I felt like I blacked out during it because yeah. I was like at the heel, at the heels of a long day and then, I, and then it was like, one after another. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to kind of just be able to go over it today. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, starting with Arizona State. And this this wasn't even something that stuck out to me in the Kenny interview. It was on the main stage. And we had kind of gotten a little bit of idea from Jalen and, and, you know, just what the mantra was going to be for Kenny. But the thing that stuck out to me when they were asked about the preseason media poll and we knew that was going to be a topic of conversation. It came out on, on Thursday on yeah. our way to Las Vegas, and we saw ASU at 10th, which, you know, I don't think anybody here was sitting here expecting Arizona State to be in the top four, no. but I don't think we were also expecting them, at least from a local level, to be as far back as they were, right? Sitting at 10, Colorado at 11, and Stanford yeah. at 12. So when Kenny was asked about it, he said, that's fair. And you just like again, that's from a from a national perspective, when a coach hears that, I feel like the when a coach is asked a question like that, I feel like the easy answer is just, you know, we're not focused on that type of thing. Yeah. Right? We're, we're not too worried see. about the poll. Right? But he's just like, Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Like they you know, I don't know how many games we're gonna win. Yeah. Like <laughs> like what? The head coach is just like, yeah. yeah. And obviously, like, come on now. Kenny's not sitting there actually believing that this is a team well, that's gonna. Yeah, but but they also like he also said to you know local media just us in the in, in the press for a couple of days ago that like this is there's a lot of unknowns. They don't, he doesn't he genuinely doesn't know how good they're going to be. Yeah. Um. Obviously, we have high, higher expectations than that, and he has higher expectations than that. But he just, like it is fair. It's yeah. Like he's not lying. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just expected something a little bit different in terms of. Or maybe I didn't expect something different. It just caught me off guard that that was his answer, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's not a normal answer. Yeah, and he's not, but he's not a normal no, person. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> he he's not a normal magic. person. And when you Excuse when you when you look at all of the personalities at Arizona State, specifically at Media Day, right, with Kenny Dillingham, Jalen Conyers, mm. Jordan Clark, talk about you know just a group that's that's different, right? Jalen Conyers, Jordan Clark have some of the best personalities and had some of the best personalities at Pac-12 Media Day. Yeah. And I think that was another cool thing to see, right, is we get to interact with these guys pretty much on the daily, but for national media or even Vegas media 
to get the chance to talk to Jalen Conyers about the fact that this motherfucker puts ketchup on steak, right? Or Jordan Clark talking about his dad and, and the, the highlight tape that he watches game after game. Like, from the outside looking in and you get to talk to these three guys, I feel like from a media perspective, like, whoa, you're like, damn, like, this is this this is a fun group. Yeah. Like, and I think that's that's another thing about just media day in general. And let me know what you think about it. Just like getting to see these guys off the field. We cover Arizona State every single day. We get the idea of what these personalities are, but we don't cover USC. We don't cover Oregon State. We don't cover Oregon, right? So get getting the chance to ask some of these guys even random questions. Yeah. It it kind of leaves you sitting there like, wow, like this is. Some of these guys are interesting, man. Yeah, we didn't say this yesterday, but we we did talk to, like, almost every player that was available one-on-one, yeah. -on -one, just doing something silly, which we you'll see on our YouTube channel here in the next couple days. But, it, yeah, the, the personalities are on full display. And, and, yeah, hearing, you know, seeing media tweet about ketchup and steak when we've known that this idiot loves that type <laughs> of <that> food. <laughs> he's he's – uh, he's, he, he's he's a food idiot. He's a food idiot. Yeah, he's a food idiot. I, I love Jalen, man. Yeah. Jalen, and that that was awesome too. I think, at least for for everybody that got to watch the show yesterday. Again, if you haven't, definitely check it out. Like, Jalen is he is somebody that is going to tell you exactly what's on his mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, I feel like that is the same way with Kenny, right? He yeah, is Kenny, not going to hesitate always. to tell you the way he feels always. And what's on his mind, which I think is definitely a unique perspective for a, a coach in the Power Five. And obviously he is in year one as a Division One coach. Um, outside of Arizona State, like you mentioned, we got the chance to talk to a lot of these guys. Bo Nix, Cam Rising, Michael Penix Jr., and Caleb Williams are the ones I specifically want to get into yeah. just for a little bit. Because I feel like those are the ones that obviously at the helm of all their programs those are really the four quarterbacks that everybody is looking at in the Pac-12. And the funny thing is they all have such different personalities. Like Bo Nix, completely different personality than Cam Rising. Caleb Williams, completely different personality than Bo Nix. And they're all like, they're all a little weird. Bo Nix isn't. They're all a little weird Cam, in their Cam, own way. Cam, Cam Rising is Cam Rising. Cam Rising's he's, hilarious. He's, yeah, but... And Bo Nix is very normal. Bo, Bo Nix is a little too vanilla for me. I thought he was going to be I don't know fun. if he's vanilla. I just feel like Bo Nix acts older than he is. He's pretty damn old. Well, he acts like he's 35. He is 35. Bo Nix is the evolved version of Zach Wilson, in my mind. He's just, the evolved he's like, version. If, if Zach Wilson was like a more mature person, he's he'd Bo be Bo Nix. He'd have to be really mature to be Bo Nix. so offensive. Yeah. To whom? Big, Zach know, Wilson? Nah. Uh, you, you know. You know exactly who. <laughs> Out of all of those, Caleb Williams is. <laughs> that's a weird dude. That I is like a weird him, dude. But he's a weird he dude. Is a weird you dude. can't be special at something like Patrick Mahomes. Weird dude. He, he, like that's just how it is most of the time. If you're really good at a certain thing, you're probably a little weird. <laughs> you, you, your 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 brain doesn't tick the same way that normal people's tick. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm 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 normal, but I'm not good at anything. So <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. Was was Caleb Williams about at the normal part or the, the being good at anything part? The normal part. Okay. The normal part. Shane's good at a lot of things. Uh, in terms of the personality, was Caleb Williams the the one that like was probably the biggest surprise to you? Of, of a personality. Of the personalities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
just a little off. <laughs> it, 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 In the entire <laughs> interview with Saul, he's like, it wasn't off. He's just, yeah, no, he's he's just a, he's a weird. <laughs> it's just weird, man. Weird how I though? Because we, because we, we got the chance. But I like for people know. that don't know, how like how, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just, it just no. But how is he weird? Like, give me a, give me like an example. Uh, well, he's looking at Saul. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Caleb Williams. So yeah. he was just like so cool. Like he, I feel like, like he thought like, he was like, too, not like, like cool, so cool. Like, not like, like cool in like in any kind of like intimidating way. He was just like a very relaxed, like a cool cat. Like he was just kind of. He didn't care that he was, like, the biggest person there. Like, he was just very relaxed the whole time. Very, like, and, and just leaned in his chair. Joking about it the other day, strikes you as the guy that talks about himself in the third person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Caleb Williams completed that pass. Yeah. Like when he, Caleb Williams ready to do some stuff. Thank you to your soul book, man. <laughs> it was fun to see him uh, play pickleball, though. Because he was... I got a great video of that that's going to be in the vlog that was dropping later today. <sighs> It's just it's such a unique experience to to be at a media day like this, and I know obviously getting the chance to talk with all these players, it's the majority of it is about football, and that's what kind of I don't I don't want to say it irritated me, but when they kick off Pac-12 media day with George Klyovkov on the main stage and he's asked about the the media rights deal that still hasn't fucking happened, and you're getting ready to watch. Pac-12 football after dark on PBS, right after Arthur the Anteater, like, then it, then, like, what are we doing? What are we doing, like... Hold on. It's going to be Franklin or, or, or Franklin the Turtle. Arthur the Anteater. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. What? You've oh, never oh, no, seen no, Arthur? No, no, no. Arthur the Aardvark. Yeah. The Aardvark. Yeah, the Aardvark. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. Arthur the Aardvark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, first of all, great show. Really good show. Yeah, Arthur, yeah. Yeah. And you I, ever see like the when they all got older and they all remet? No, I crazy. hate those. I hate oh, those. I crazy dogs. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, I, yeah, you hate him so much. I do hate him because yeah. you can't sit there with obviously the biggest, the biggest topic in terms of your conference being the media deal, and you're asked about it and you say that you're not announcing the media deal because you want this to be about football, and then. To have the the follow up question from a media member be yeah, like, he got so, out there. Yeah, when you say that, and the follow up question is, so just to confirm, you saying that you're purposely not announcing the media rights deal because you want it to be about football implies that the media rights deal is done and ratified, right? And he's like, oh, I think you're reading too much into it, motherfucker. What do you mean we're reading too much into it? You just said that. Like these are your words. Like, come on, George. Be better. That that irritated me. That that kicked off the day with like, oh, this is this is the Pac-12 for you. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. I I just loved the Jalen talking shit about the food there. I spent a solid twenty minutes this morning trying to sift through the hour podcast yesterday, and I could not find that part of the podcast. You just scrubbed through it to where we go like this. No, I did. Okay. I was doing that, and I couldn't find it. It's a phenomenal moment in yesterday's show. Um, I wish you guys could have seen him turn around. In terms of Klyakov, after everything that was said yesterday, we're obviously a month before the season starts, a month and change. Uh, it's still no Pac-12 media rights deal. Still no new schools joining the conference after the L.A. schools, obviously getting ready for their last year in the Pac-12. Yeah. Where do you stand on Klyakov? I don't think he's done anything. I mean, that, that, I, I don't think he's done anything wrong. I'm so neutral about him. He's a commissioner. like. Yeah, but and, and this is I, – I agree with you. I don't think he's done anything wrong yet. But 
you haven't what has he done so he's like but i want him to do something no i feel like part of your job when you have shit when you have a to-do list and you've got the number one thing on your to-do list and it's been there for five six months everybody's talking about it and you're just not in theory it doesn't feel like they're doing it like they're not making any progress on it it feels like you're not in the rooms. You don't know that. I am in the rooms. I sit there right next to George, and I look at him, and I say, George, get the fucking deal done. And he doesn't do it every single time. That's That sucks. Yeah, it does. But, no, in all seriousness, I know he hasn't done anything wrong, but as the commissioner of this conference, I don't want to say this conference is in shambles, but it's definitely, I mean, next to the ACC, one of the, the worst in terms of the Power Five. Mm. You've got to be doing something to elevate it, right? And he hasn't. He the, hasn't done anything yeah. to elevate it. Luckily, the product on the football field should be pretty good this year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. I just, I don't know. I, I expected more from him. In, in in theory, I guess for me, if there was, if the, if the Pac-12 media rights deal is as close to being done as it sounds like it is, why not do everything possible to get that out there on media day? That way, once it comes out, you don't have to talk well, about it anymore. So, so I think he, I think what he meant by that was, like when he said it's all, I want it to be about football. I think what he meant by that was we didn't rush to get the deal done, so we could we could announce it here. We want this to be about football. Like we probably could have gotten something done, but it would it would have been more rushed than we would have liked. And I think that's what he meant by it. Um, so he didn't want to rush the process of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and again, if if you didn't catch yesterday's show, we had Stuart Mandel. Um, we had a little snippet from him. His expectation is at this point that the media rights deal gets done before the start of the season, yeah. which is hilarious when you look at when this question was first asked at the you know start of the summer, and everyone's like, ah, oh, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Now we're like, ah, oh, it should be ready by kickoff. Yeah, like maybe. we we, should, we might have an idea well, of where we know. stand. And that was the that was the the funny part talking with Stewart about it, right? Is he's like everyone's been saying, you know, it's close to being done, two weeks, two weeks. So we're like, is it two weeks away? He's like, uh, probably not. We're probably still got another four weeks is the expectation. But I don't know. It all of Pac-12 Media Day was was certainly super interesting. A big part of Pac-12 Media Day and a lot of the questions was the Pac-12 preseason media poll that came out prior to um, Pac-12 Media Day the day before. So we will get into that because we didn't talk a whole lot about it on yesterday's show because it was just kind of going, 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 going. Um, So we will get into that. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys my first order of business when I get back to Phoenix, and that's going to be getting home, taking off my shoes, putting the bag down, and taking an OGs because, goddamn, I could take one, and I'm just going to lay in my bed for a solid 24 hours guys if you didn't know the pink lemonade gummies are here and they are the best thing on planet earth okay it's a perfect balance for me it's a perfect high for me but if pink lemonade's not necessarily your thing they've got all sorts of flavors they've got watermelon red apple peach orange creamsicle and so many more guys oh geez doesn't miss when it comes to flavor and effects so get your pink lemonade gummies while you can check out ogs online at ogsbrands.com and on instagram at ogsbrands you can also find their products at your local dispensary you do got to be 21 years or older to purchase i love having bruce buffer's voice in the background of doing a show it's like my dream i i want him to read me a bedtime story like that oh yeah 
Twinkle, twinkle, little star. I'd pass out so fast. Um, and 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 I, and I need a nap right now because I yeah. am, as I said, violently hungover. But Exhausted. luckily, I have some shady rays that I can throw on in the car and take a snooze. And you can get some shady rays as well if you're in Scottsdale. You got, a new got some location. shady rays on right now. Love it. New location at Keelan Commons. Uh, your one-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or turn them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back and exclusively for you guys, our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50. That's 5-0. Percent off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Woo! I feel like I'm, like, I'm like slowly like getting you sucked are, You are, you are slowly... Someone's pulling your feet. Yep. Daniel in the chat, I'm looking forward to this college football season just to see how good ASU is going to be. I'm thinking bowl game this year. I uh, I don't know about a bowl game. Hey. Um, what? I don't know about a bowl game. I think the expectation, what the, what's their win total at? Four and a half? I'll take five. I think six would be... Six would be... They have eight home games. You're right. You're right. Um, and I, th- I think... Yes, they're making a bowl game. I think they're getting slept on... Um, but we, we shall see. It's going to be interesting. I'm Let's going, get to... Uh, I'm going to get slept. No, I'm going to... You're going to get slept? I'm going to sleep on... I'll sleep you. ...the way home. Don't okay. sleep me. I'll sleep you. Sleep you. All right. Pac-12 media poll for the preseason. This is what was dropped. Stanford at 12. CU at 11. The Sun Devils at 10. Cal at 9. Arizona at 8. Washington State at 7. The Bruins at 6. Oregon State at 5. The Ducks at 4. Utah at three, Washington at two, and then the USC Trojans atop the conference at number one. Shane, before we get into our Pac-12 preseason polls, what stands out to you about this list? Uh, nothing. Nothing at all. You think it's perfect? I mean, no, spot no, on? no. But I think this is this is what I expected. I mean, really, I did not expect Arizona State to be behind Cal. I did. No, I did. I think it is blasphemous. That Cal I is think ahead it is too, of but Arizona. I, but I, I, I assumed that they would be 10 and 11 with Colorado. I don't know. I didn't know which order, but I don't think that's how it should be, and I think it's crazy too, but I just assumed that's kind of how the media would do it. I do want to get into to UCLA for a second at six. What do you think about them sitting firmly in the middle of the conference? This is a, a team that obviously – they are going to be without DTR for the first time in a long time. <laughs> the first time in the history of their school. UCLA's defense hasn't been that great. They lost their starting running back and Zach Charbonnet to the NFL draft. Like They've got a bunch of players to replace, and the quarterback situation is still kind of up in the air with their quarterback competition. Did they go with a guy that was on the bench last year, or did they go with, with you know the five-star commit in, in Dante Moore? Like I feel like at six, it, there's not a whole lot of uh, – there's not a big gap between six and ten on this list. Yeah, but they got a really opportunistic defense that I think could be pretty good this year. And I, I, I'm not really concerned about their running back situation. They have some good guys there still. So um, I don't know. I like they're definitely. I don't. I wouldn't put them above Oregon State, but I wouldn't put them below Washington State. Like I think they're the most middle of the road team. With that being said, I think they also have a very low floor. Um, UCLA, yeah, they could yeah. they they could completely fall off. So, I would I wouldn't be shocked if they did, right? And I think we talked about it a little bit yesterday. If there's there's going to be a team that doesn't live up to expectations, I know the expectations aren't the moon for UCLA, but that is certainly a team that I could see 
at the end of the season when we get to December of just like, huh, UCLA ended up being 11th in the conference, like just just ahead of Stanford or something like yeah. that. But I don't know. Let's let's get into our media polls for a little bit. Okay. Um, so starting, we'll go from 12 to one. Okay. Where are you starting? Stanford. <laughs> Stanford, yeah, yeah, we can agree. Yes. The media got it right. Stanford is at 12. As I said on the show yesterday, when the st- – whoa, <laughs> I'm sorry. The UFC fight just caught my eye. <laughs> um, as, I, as we said on the show yesterday, <laughs> if the storyline of your team is losing Tanner McKee, that is not a good thing. Like, mm-hmm. if that is like – if that's like a huge part of – yeah, so. Yeah, no, I can agree with you. They're rightfully Stanford at 12. At 12. Who do we think at 11? Um, if I were doing this, and Colorado is on the preseason media poll as eleven. If I were doing this, I'd probably put Cal. Yeah, there we go. I'm with you. I'm also putting Cal. I don't think this is a team that has a whole lot to offer. Uh-huh. Um, I think they are. I think they are better than Stanford. I think everybody's better than Stanford. Uh, but I don't think this is a team that is going to wildly outperform what they did a season ago. And last year, they were just – they were bad, man. Yeah. They were bad. Um, next at 10, I'm putting Arizona. And this is only because – look, I, I was talking to Mike Luke about this, and their expectations are so high for their their offense. And I get that. Like, it is a, it is a, it is a fun offense. They got some really good skill players. They have uh, – what's-his-face, the freshman from last year – how am I blanking on his name? T-Mac? Um, yeah. Um, they have him, and he should be really good. You know, losing Dorian Singer hurts, but... Hurts a lot. I don't... I just don't think they are ready to make that next jump just yet, so I'm going to put them at 10. Okay. I am going to go ahead, and I, I'll follow suit. I'm going to put Arizona at 10. Um, this is, like I said, between 6 and 10. I don't know if there's a giant gap, so this is certainly a team that could, you know, prove everybody wrong. Uh, but again, I am not necessarily the biggest believer in, in Jaden Delora. And defensively, I know they added some pieces, but I'm kind of at a I'll believe it when I see it type of thing. Just again, this is a team in, in U of A that wasn't phenomenal last year. They were a win away from a bowl game. But you look at what this program has really been over yeah. the last handful of years. And the, the one word that comes to mind is just awful. So. That's why they're at 10 for me. Um, moving up. It's really good. Moving up to, to number nine. Yeah, the one word I think of when I think of uh, this this kid is just dog shit. That's what I think of. Um, okay. You go first this time. At number nine, I am going to go ahead and put UCLA. Um, wow. I don't think UCLA, like I said, is. I'm, sh- well, I'm shocked, Toe Tree. What I don't are you th- doing? I don't think UCLA is going to be a very good team this year. I, it's not about UCLA slipping this far. It's about you not putting Colorado that low. Oh, did I skip Colorado? <laughs> did I skip Colorado? My bad. I assumed they were 13 on this list, to be honest with you. No, yeah, they're they're uh, they're nine. That You're right. Thank you for catching my eye on that. Um, they are 100% nine. They're, look, if, you, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know I'm not the, the biggest fan of Dion Coach Prime Sanders and what he is building, I guess, at Colorado. Um and I just, I don't know. I'm not a believer by any means, but I do think that they are probably a win better um, than Arizona or they'll be tied at the end of the conference. So I'm going to go ahead and put CU at nine. Hmm. I'm going to put Wazoo here at nine. I think. Okay. Uh, 
No, I really like Cam Ward. I don't know. This is just such a crapshoot here. I guess I'll put Colorado. Yeah. I guess I'll put Colorado. Well, that means at 9, I'm putting Colorado, and at, at 8, I'm putting ASU. At 8, you're putting ASU. Yeah, because they're the same to me. Like, it's just so unknown. Okay. So this is just to recap where we're at. Stanford 12, Colorado 11. Whoa. Oh, no, no. Stanford 12, <laughs> Cal 11. We have Arizona Arizona at 10. And we've got I've got CU at 9. You also have CU yeah. at 9. You've got ASU at 8. Uh, this is where I'm going to put UCLA. I'm going to put UCLA really? at 8. Yeah. I really think the loss of DTR is going to hurt. Um, and Zach Charbonnet as well. You, you lose two of your biggest pieces on offense. I think it's definitely going to bite you in the butt. And again, UCLA's defense is not phenomenal. So I'm going to go ahead and put the Bruins at 8. Where are you going at 7? Uh, I'm keeping it with Washington State. Washington State at 7? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go ahead. This is where I'll put ASU at 7. Um, Damn, you're putting Washington State at 6? I'm putting Washington State at 6. Yeah. Why? Because I'm a believer in Cam Ward. That's why. Uh, yeah. 7, I think, is the highest I can can confidently put ASU without having A, an official word on who's starting at quarterback, and B, getting a good look at this offensive and defensive line. Um, so that's why I'm putting ASU there. And, yeah, I'm, I'm putting Washington State at 6. I'm a believer in Cam Ward. I know they lost a lot of pieces in terms of their coaching staff defensively um, and a couple players on defense as well that are now Sun Devils. But I think Cam Ward, uh, I think he really surprises people this year in the Pac-12 in, in a conference that is pretty stacked in terms of quarterbacks. I pu- I'm putting Oregon here. Really? Yeah. Wow. That is that is a surprise for me. I, I, I'm, I, I just think that it – there, there's there's a lot of turnover in terms of like not only players but also obviously losing their OC who yeah I don't really know where he went but um, I think that hurts and and I think four through six is you can kind of put anywhere um, and I just wanted to do something different so That's I'm, fair. I'm putting Oregon at six okay I can't believe they got a first place vote by the way yeah I'm I'm gonna go ahead and put Washington at five um, in terms of a team that I again don't think is gonna live up to the hype. There are a lot of people that have Washington ranked really, really high, even in the AP uh, Top 25, or at least the expectation that they will be ranked highly in the AP Top 25. Uh, I am. You're putting them at five? I'm putting them at five. I, I think this is a team that drops um, from what they did last season. I like Michael Penix Jr., uh, but I just think the rest of the conference is, is too stacked for them to be any higher than five. For yeah, me. this is where UCLA goes for me at five. Um, just kind of by default, I think they can they can make some noise, but uh, if they end up having to go to the freshman, I, they, it, it could be hard for them to win games. Um, and then I'm, I'm I'm putting Washington four. Okay, for the same reason that you don't think they'll live up to the hype. I, I said it yesterday. Yeah, I said I said it yesterday on the show. I think that they they have the they have the highest variance in terms of what they can do. Like I could definitely see them making a push for the college football playoff, but I could also see them winning. Seven games. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and put Oregon State at four. Yeah. Um, this is a team that had one of the best defenses in the nation last year. Definitely the best defense in the pack. And then you, you throw in the fact that they got themselves uh, a little bit of an experiment at quarterback with DJ Uyunglele, the guy that, you know, kind of was polarizing at Clemson for what he didn't do. Uh, so if, if he is able to regain the reason why he was a five-star coming out, of high school, then I think this is certainly a team that 
will be a powerhouse in the conference. But again, until I see it, I can't really put them higher than four. So, well, I'm put I'm at. putting them at three. The Beebs. Um, this is a, yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned it. They were so fun to watch last year yeah. without a quarterback. Uh, and I know I've I've never been a big fan of DJ, but like he's he's better than what they've had in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just from a pure athleticism perspective. So uh, this is another team that has high variance, but I like them here at three. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and put Oregon at uh, at three here. I I love Bo Nix. I know he gave me sass yesterday. I'll forgive you, Bo. Um, but I think Bo Nix is. He's how the turntables. He's just such a damn good quarterback, and I think this is this is what you're gonna look. I know he wasn't good at Auburn. Am I high? No, I know he wasn't good Am at I Auburn. High? I know he wasn't good at Auburn. What but happened in the past if, seven months? If you look at what he did, <laughs> if you look at what he did last season, there is no reason oh, why. Oh no, I know, I know. I was a, I was a Bonex defender, and you guys hated him. Hated him. I did hate him, and I, yeah, no. But I, I also acknowledge that I was wrong. Uh, he obviously had an amazing season last year. I was Pro Bowl Knicks after last year. It's going to be interesting to see what he looks like without Kenny. Um, and I call bullshit on on his answer yesterday, saying that when Kenny left, that I there don't. was that there was not even a hint in his head of like, huh, maybe I should follow the guy that revitalized my entire fucking uh. career. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's neither here nor there. So I'm putting Oregon at three. So we've got two teams left. We both have USC and Utah. Yeah. Where are you um, going at two? You know, like, I really want to – somebody said it in the chat. Um, like, Utah should be one because they beat USC twice last year, and they're, they they got a bunch of their guys back. But I just – with the additions that USC made in recruitment and more in the portal, it's just – its team got better, and they have the Heisman winner. Yeah. Like, it's – Utah has to go two for me. I think Whittingham is one of the best coaches in the country. Um but it's always Lincoln Riley. Yeah. No, you're uh, absolutely right. Yeah, I, and I also just think, like, these two things can be true at the same time. USC is a better team, but Utah is it matches up really well against them. Yeah, I think USC is a better team on paper. Um, but they were a better team on paper last year when these two teams played. And what happened? Utah beat them twice. That's why SC is uh, number two for me here. Uh, I, I love Caleb Williams. I think he's going to be a phenomenal quarterback this year. I think he's going to be a great quarterback at the next level. But until he Lincoln grows. Riley <laughs> until Lincoln Riley and the Trojans can go to Utah and beat him, then there is no reason why Kyle Whittingham and Cam Rising aren't number one. You mentioned the fact that they get a bunch of guys back. I love Cam Rising as a quarterback. Um, and Kyle Whittingham is one of the most underrated coaches on a national scale. And so I, I, I have to put utah at one um so those are our pac 12 preseason poll that's a, those that's our media poll that's our media poll we're media. We, we pulled the media yeah we're no we're just media we're, you're right we are just media but yeah we're not media let us let us know so, in the chat what you guys think another reason i'm hyped to get back to phoenix is so i can open up the the, the bet mgm sportsbook app and then i can, well, log you can open in. up the one here yeah, you just got to download the, I, the, the Nevada one. I want to play the, the, the swing yeah. for the fences game 
Um, guys, it's super easy to do, and they're, they're always handing out free money over at BetMGM. Guys, log in to BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. And you guys can play the BetMGM MLB free-to-play game from May 27th through September 7th. Be a batter and pick an area of the strike zone. Depending on the area of the strike zone you pick, you guys are going to get either a single, double, triple, home run, or pop out and receive the prize associated with that type of hit. It's played once a day. Prizing must be used on MLB and expires in 24 hours. And guess what? If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, there is no better time than the present. Guys, use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If it loses with BetMGM, again, make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to the man, the myth, the big pokey. Talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Ah! Um, Sorry, I had to stretch. Yeah, I was on a two-song we are hitting. Unlucky for you. <laughs> we're, we're just being haters. That's what we do. Oh. What? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I have to do something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, what, what are you staring at me for, I man? Know, I, I, just, I totally forgot about Four Peaks, which is insane because and the only time I forget about Four Peaks is if I drank too many the night before. Mm, um, that's fair. That's which fair. I did. Guys, Four Peaks, it's the best beer in Arizona. It's the best beer on the planet. And it's the best beer for celebratory, for sorrow, for when your favorite YouTuber, podcasters, put your team at 10. Just drink a Four Peaks and everything will be okay. Check out at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub. So you keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. we got to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Yeah, you And do. please drink it responsibly. Drink it responsibly, guys. All right, Shane, before we pack our bags and throw everything in the car and head back to Phoenix, we've got a busy next month for Arizona State. We got a couple media days here and there for the Sun Devils, fall camp, Camp T, just a lot going yeah. on. We're going to obviously be hearing from a lot of these players, but who is one player that you you really want to hear from before we get to kickoff? Um somebody I feel like it's been really quiet and kind of avoiding us is Jalen. I feel like like Jalen, we need to talk to Jalen a little more. Uh, no. Uh, I I definitely want to I mean the, the the story for me going into fall camp is going to be the, the development of Jaden Rashad. Absolutely, uh, yeah. we we talked about it and how like the big of a jump he could take from just spring ball to fall camp. And we talked to Kenny yesterday, and he was even more confident about yeah. the jump he took. He he's learning every day, and he's ready to get like he just. So I'm really excited to not only see you know if he you know can go through his progression faster, and maybe if he feels more comfortable in the pocket, but also just. Uh, if he feels more comfortable with the media, if he feels more comfortable with talking, and he was already very comfortable with it, but yeah, to see if he opens up a little more. So Rashad is definitely a guy, and then defensively, I, I I want to find out who's going to be that leader. I know JC is a leader for this defense, but I feel like I, they they need they need a couple more guys that are going to be out there talking. And you know, you look at a guy like Ro Torrance, but. Where is the leadership going to come from in the front seven? Yeah, like what linebacker is going to step up? 
Uh, so that, that would be that's going to be interesting to hear. Yeah, you look at the linebackers at Arizona State just over the last handful of seasons that have been quote unquote leaders, right? It's never really been a a defensive back, and I think JC certainly has the p- potential to be that that like I guess a captain, if you will, or the leader of that Arizona State defense, kind of filling in for a guy like Kyle Soley, who left, right? Uh, but Kyle Soley, Merlin Robertson. DJ Calhoun, Christian Sam, linebackers at Arizona State who really stepped into that leadership role. It's a phenomenal question. Is who's next, right? Is it a guy like Trey Brown? Is it any of the other transfers that decide to to really be the vocal point of that front seven? And I just think the front seven in general is a big thing that I'm really eager to see when we hit fall camp. Is the front seven and then on the other side, the, the, the trenches for the offensive line, right? They're going to be getting a couple guys back how do they really sink ahead of the season? Because I think last year that was a little bit of the 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 reason that Arizona State was as bad as they were, is the offensive line never really gelled together yeah. for the Sun Devils. Uh, Clint saying, really want ASU to be OSU in Stillwater. Stillwater uh, was last year. Yeah, like, so we are OSU's in, uh, gotta come to ASU's the, in Tempe hot land. Um, yeah. We in Tempe now. We in Tempe now. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, there's just like there's obviously turnover all over the roster, but the turnover on in the front seven is crazy. Yeah. Um, I think my money would be on Trey Brown because, you know, he has experience in this defense. Yeah. So, that's probably who I would who I would assume. Zone two is on asking who's going to be starting quarterback for ASU. Um, doesn't matter about me. Me at this point. That's going to be us actually. Yeah. No. Um, if I if if I had to guess, what we've been saying for a while is probably Borgay, but. Anything can happen. Yeah, Anything and again, that's all happen. based off of the uh, the assumptions that we made in spring. Yeah, uh, a lot can change when you hit a fall lot camp. Will probably change. Yeah, Not absolutely. The quarterback competition, but it could. Oh but yeah, and again, we haven't. You brought over. up you brought up Jaden Rashada. We saw what he was able to do in four weeks. Give we just gave him two months. Yeah. Let's see what he's able to do then, and then you've got another handful of weeks before we get to kickoff. So Jaden Rashada could certainly make some noise in this quarterback competition. Drew Pine. We know he is certainly a, a capable starter, so we'll see what he's able to do. And then, obviously, Trenton Borgay, we saw what he did last season for Arizona State. Um, and he's coming back. So it, it's definitely going to be I, interesting. I, I wish that advanced metrics were more readily available in college football. Like, it's just so hard to find them. Yeah. I almost guarantee that they would be bottom three in the pack and, I guess, top three in, like, average time to throw for opposing quarterbacks like they just didn't get to the quarterback enough yeah um you're good Clint. uh and 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 fast enough as well so yeah as glad mentions clayton smith bj green like any of these edge guys interior defenders you know i'm I'm expecting fight to have a huge breakout year yeah um, a lot of people are yeah so i mean he's going to need to there's just not a lot of pieces there uh, but so, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with some of these freshmen getting playing time yeah. pretty early on in Kenny's tenure because yeah. uh, hopefully it'll it'll pay off down the down the road. Uh, Shane, anything else before we get out of here, man? No. No? No, I'm, I'm broken. You're a shell of a man? Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, we appreciate you tuning in uh, and staying locked in all weekend. If you enjoyed the content, give us a follow at PHNX underscore Sun Devils because we are going to continue – with all of the content that we had 
from from Pac-12 Media Day that's going to be on our YouTube. Some stuff that you didn't even get to see on the show the other day. And then this coming week, we're going to have even more stuff. Guys, football season is here. Give me a follow at Anthony underscore Tojri. You can follow the man to my left at Shane Deef. Um, happy to be here as always. There we go, guys. We will see you back in Phoenix on Monday. But for now, peace.